Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Failure Friday. Today, we have one of my best friends, definitely my oldest friend. Uh, Sydney, how long have we been friends? Eight years old? Yeah, so 21-ish years. 21-ish years. Yeah, we're getting, we're getting up there. Um, and she's very dear to my heart. She has been through a lot, including a massive career change here later in life when people are just starting to really climb that corporate ladder or, or make strides in their business. Sydney has decided to completely start over, which is just like Sydney. If you knew Sydney, <laughs> it's never easy. Never. She was in healthcare for the last seven years and she comes from a line of healthcare. Her mom has worked at Morton Plant Hospital. Is that in Tampa or St. Pete? Clearwater, but it's in Clearwater. Not even, yes, kind of close, not close. She's, how long has your mom been there? Um, she's been, been there for 33 years. 33 years. So it was only a natural transition, I think, for you to at least try out that industry. But mm -hmm. then you stuck with it for a minute. And now she's at her first day at the Fire Academy. So she's, I'm sure yes. we're going to touch on Welcome that. Welcome to my humble abode. I know, right? Yeah, it's literally back in a dorm. It's not, it looks more like a jail cell <laughs> dorm, oh, yeah, actually. You should, see, you should see the bathroom. Oh, I don't want to. It's probably I had to go stuff. buy a shower curtain when I got here. There's none on there. Probably cleaning product as well. You might, just, hopefully don't get oh. MRSA. No, I, I, to I me at some point. I, yeah, I went and got cleaning supplies as well at Walmart. I like your little pictures. Thank you. My closet. Personal touch. Hi, GD here too. So, Sydney, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you ended up in this career change? First, well, first talk a little bit about the healthcare industry, why it didn't work out, and then how it brought you here. Um, so I still actually really like healthcare. Um, there's, there's parts of it I like very much. And that is something I can continue to do with this career. Um, after the fire Academy, I plan on going back for my medic. So I'll be a fire medic and it's basically like, I would compare it to like a street nurse. Um, you, you run the medical calls. So, um, Oh, wait, my, when my grandma, when my grandma broke her hip and the firefighters came, the guy that came out with the, that's the, like, med the head guy of the medical aspect of her being rescued, that's what you're doing? Yes, would be the medic. I mean, that's not the schooling I'm in right now. I'm, I'm just in fire EMT, but once I get this, I'll go on for my medic. But yes, eventually that's the goal. So, um. Yeah, I still will be in healthcare in some form. It's just a little bit different. Um, I've worked in long-term care. I've worked in uh, acute settings in the hospital. I've worked in open heart surgery. And recently I just was a hospice nurse. And so I've kind of been all over the place and um, I, I like to move around. I like to see different things. And I just feel like this is very fitting for me. I've also, always been kind of a tomboy and um I mean this is just the perfect field for me I feel like in a lot of ways um my brother's a firefighter he has been in our hometown in Seminole for I think coming up on three years now and he's doing flying me I know he yeah it, it was three years because he graduated right when I had Evie 
and he's been with Seminole pretty much ever since. Um, he was is my biggest encouragement and my was my biggest motivator to go this um, avenue. After my divorce, I just felt like I really just needed like a life change, and I wasn't happy in my career. I wasn't happy with a lot, so he just said, "Sid, I you know I work with a couple girls, and you're exactly like them." Um, your, your personality would fit it. He's like, you'd be good at the job. And I just, I think it, you should do it. And I was like, all right, sign me up. And I literally started, we had that conversation last year on my birthday, November 20th. And this year, um, it's, it took me a whole year, but I finally started. So it's been a, it's been a long journey to get here though, between, um, having to get in and my scholarship and everything. So I'm just happy to finally be here and excited to get started tomorrow. So talk a little bit about for people that are maybe interested in this, but have no idea where to start. What is the process of getting to where you are right now with the fire Academy from application to approval? Um, so it was a little different for me because again, I did receive a scholarship for this and my, my fire college is like the number one, fire college in Florida. It's a um, paramilitary school, Florida State Fire College. So it's not just a like normal academy. Um, it's a little, it's a little more, I would say elite. Is a good word to describe it? But Ooh, um, so for me personally, I had to um, pass a test called the CPAT, which is a physical assessment it's like a it's an obstacle course essentially that you have to finish in a certain amount of time and normally you take the CPAT after you graduate fire school and you take it to get a job like you have to pass that in order to get a job well I had to pass that just to even apply to get into this college oh so that was my biggest um that's something that I really had to work on because it is, it's a very hard um, obstacle course, and especially for girls. Uh, they put you in a 50-pound weight vest, 70 for some of it, and 50 for the other. I believe that was the correct weight. And, um, I mean, I'm only 135 pounds, so I'm carrying around, like, another body. Almost, yeah. So I had to train for that and that took me months. I actually joined a CrossFit gym um, to get in shape for it because what I was doing on my own, I wasn't able to, to, to pass it. So that's, that's the biggest thing on how I got in here. But uh, there, are, there are like a little bit of it, there's an academic portion, but because I graduated from a Florida college in the last 10 years, um, I got to waive that test, but there would be it's like a, a little academic portion that I would have had to pass too, but I'm so still college education is required. No, actually most people, I would say, like, I know, I don't know my class very well yet, but most of them are very young. They're either like right out of high school, like 18 years old, or um, a lot of them are um, veterans. A, a lot of Do you feel old? A little bit. <laughs> a little um yeah my body feels old it doesn't recover like it used to but I'm really excited for you though is there a different test or do they alter it a little for the women no and in the program That's I both the same refreshing and terrifying 
yeah, but in this industry, if you can't do the job, you can't do the job. And just because I'm a girl doesn't mean anything. Right. If I can't do the weight, if I can't do whatever they're doing, then what, what am I going to be on the job? So I understand it. It does kind of stink a little bit, but um, like tomorrow I'll have a PT test and I have, I've hit all the same mile markers and numbers as the boys. The no, guys. but I think that's cool, right? Because that means that it's possible for you to pass it. Yo, very possible. And not only that, but I like want to be respected and I want to earn right my way through here and not be given any slack because I'm a girl. So, so I like it, but it's also a little bit stressful. I get, I get really nervous before my physical stuff. Oh, you were having like a mini panic attack the last two days. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's a lot. I'm better today, much better. I mean, now I, that I would hope here. so because you're there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Suck it up, Buttercup. Uh, I've been hydrating. Yeah, me too. Sorry. With my uh, juicy juice and tequila and public sushi because it's just been that kind of a fucking day. So mm. here yeah, we are. It was not a godly day for me. I, I can oh. honestly say that. <laughs> not godly at all. Uh. So what personal or professional career failure do you think would be most beneficial to share tonight? Um, well, I have quite a few in the last, like, um, all my adult life, basically. I know, I'm excited. But I would say particularly for this, um, going back to when I told you I decided I wanted to do this, before applying for the scholarship that I ended up receiving, I tried to get into SPC's Fire Academy and I took a physical obstacle course test that they have there called the, oh gosh, I just drew a blank. It sounds like CPAT, so I'm getting them confused, but oh, PAT. There, it's a test called the PAT and it's another obstacle course with like five different things in it and you have to finish it in a certain amount of time. Well, um, I failed that by, I ran out of time with, uh, on the last thing. And it was physically like one of the hardest things I've ever done. I was like in tears after because I was just actually dying and then I still didn't pass. So it sucked, but I was like, all right, that's like, I had two test dates. I was like, I have three weeks. Like now I know what it's like. I'm going to come back. I'm going to crush it next time. I, I already know what I got to do. It's going to be good came back three weeks later same thing I ran out of time on the last thing I got a little bit closer but I was like five feet from the finish line when the time ran out so again it was like a gut punch because I was like okay now I can't get into this academy for it would have been um I would have graduated in December so it would have been in like the fall so I was like all right now I can't get into this academy And uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, if I can't pass this test, like, how am I even going to get in? So that's when I, instead of giving up, I joined the CrossFit gym that I went to the last few months before coming here. And I was going consistently five days a week. um, And I was changing, they were changing up the workouts for me a little bit to be a little bit more geared towards um, what I needed to do to pass the uh, PAT because I was planning on going back to SPC 
for a while, all that was going on, the scholarship opportunity came up. And um, the first part was writing an essay on when you faced adversity and overcame it. So I'm like, oh, what the heck? I'll try and write this essay. I mean, there's probably a zillion people going for this, but I'll just do it. I ended up hearing back from them. And they said, um, you're one of the final contestants. Uh, come up to Ocala to do the physical assessment portion. So I had like maybe two weeks between that and coming up to Ocala where I am now. And they basically put me through half a day of just like physical tests. Um, we did like an over two mile run, uh, max out on push-ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, another um, obstacle course with weight on us. Um, just, it was pretty brutal, honestly. And I was going up against 12 guys for the scholarship. Oh so God. I didn't think for one second at first I was going to get it, but I was like, any exposure to the fire world at this point is beneficial. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. And I ended up getting a call three days later that they chose me and here I am. So that's badass. Um, I didn't know that story. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of times that I could have quit and I halfway wanted to, and I, there's a lot of tears involved and a lot of pep talks from my brother. Um, but it all worked out and I'm glad that I, I, I I'm glad that I went through with it and I'm also happy for the failures now because it made me stronger on oh, the other sure. side. So how did you hear about the scholarship though? Um, Facebook. It just popped up on my Facebook. And I would like to add what it, what the scholarship is for because it's in it's in remembrance of somebody. Um, it's called the Emilio Rivera Foundation Scholarship. He was a marine veteran and he was also a firefighter and he ended up uh taking his own life about i think the two-year anniversary just passed or two or three year so um his brother gary every year puts somebody through the fire academy in honor of his brother so it it's like big shoes to fill and it's not just like a little scholarship like i have his name on my back and i have um, I have a lot of people like rooting for me and like, I, I have to be successful. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that's a lot of pressure yeah. too. It is, but I do well with that. Like if I'm working, I mean, my number one person I'm working for is myself and Evie, but two, um, I don't like to let people down, especially people that have financially provided for me or whatever I, um, it's kind of like a good pressure to me. So I feel that I think yeah. growing up and like playing sports and stuff and having, having that pressure and having the, um, you know, just somebody over you all the time is actually, I, I thrive in that setting. Probably most people wouldn't, but it works for me. <laughs> I think a lot of people don't. I, for one, that was not my strong suit. I did not do good with authority growing up. As you know, I mean, I talked back, but yeah, but I, I think that, and I, I have, I think I talked about her in another episode. I have a client who is a, she's high up on the corporate ladder at, at a big company. And the hiring person that hired her 20 years ago 
said that he doesn't even look at a, this is when you could say things like this, he said he doesn't even look at a woman's application for this type of job unless they've played sports past high school. Like it, mm-hmm. because that shows discipline, that shows that they can perform under pressure, it shows competitiveness. And I mm-hmm. thought that that was a really cool point because all of those yeah, things I are, don't are 100% true. Yeah. yeah, no, I think I think that's awesome. Um, Although I would have never gotten the opportunity because I didn't go past college or high school. And yeah, I'm but I mean, it was, it still speaks, it still speaks yeah. to the point though that that is a really good deciding factor on, for, for kids that might be watching this that are in high school, that is something, stick with sports. They're not, even if you're not the best, even if you're not starting, like the, what you learn in sports, this is why no matter what my kids will play sports, you learn yeah. so much valuable information on social skills, work ethic from sports. I, I definitely think you're putting yourself at a dis- disadvantage if you don't. Um, how would someone watching this who is struggling take away from your experience? Sp- specifically, I'd want you to speak to a female trying to get into the Fire Academy. Um, can you repeat that? Yeah. So another woman who's trying to get into the fire academy, who's struggling, how, what tidbits of useful, applicable information would you give her? Well, I mean, I can only give so much like opinion right now because I haven't even started and I don't actually know what the heck I'm getting myself into tomorrow. But, um, based on, like I said, I had to take the CPAT to get in here and normally women would take that or anybody would take that after graduating and just based off that test um uh first of all start doing weight workouts everything you do put a weight vest on i start i bought myself a weight vest and i just taking a dog for a walk i put a weight vest on going to the gym and and, uh huh what weight i started out i started out with 30 pounds but you end up doing weight i mean you end up carrying like 50 to 70 pounds okay so So you you gotta work your way up yeah uh, lots of stairs. I lived on the stairmaster for a while. Um, How long on all, the stairmaster? Um, I mean, I was starting out with like ten to twenty minute workouts, but now I can be on there for like fifty minutes, and I'm fine. So you just you got to work your way up. She's fine. I'm fine, but it sucks. Like I, it's <laughs> it's something that you never like you never enjoy, but like. I was able, I'm able to handle it like cardiovascularly now where I don't want to, where I don't feel like I'm going to fall off the back of the thing. But, uh, so wait, it's be you can get on the Stairmaster for 50 minutes with a 70 pound weight vest on? No, I do my 30 pound one. <laughs> God, I was going to no. say that's intense. Oh yeah, no. It just cramp up and I fall off. Yeah, that sounds like uh, sorry to interrupt. That was just part, part of part of the CPAT, the first three minutes is a 70 pound weight vest on level I think eight or nine. And you can't touch the rails. So you like are holding on to yourself like this, just like trucking up the thing. And by by, by two minutes, you just are just praying that Jesus comes back and takes us everyone. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. And then you're just and then you gotta get off at the, after the three minutes. They take part of the weight off, so you only get carry on with the 50 pounds, and then you got seven other obstacles to finish with seven minutes remaining. So, 
Um, but to wrap to wrap this answer up, um, really for females, you really gotta get in good physical condition. Uh, we're already at a disadvantage just because we're usually smaller and not as strong as men. So that would be my biggest advice is either join some sort of a, a CrossFit gym or get some sort of a trainer or if you're re- really self-dedicated you, there's tons of like YouTube type things that you could probably like train yourself but um, for me again I, I joined a CrossFit gym and was going five days a week and that helped me tremendously um, but the biggest the biggest thing is like it's all mental mental toughness is like the number one thing that you got to have here and thankfully um i am pretty strong there <laughs> because the last few years have been pretty crappy and i've i've had to be roller mentally coaster. tough to get through so i mean this is just gonna this can't be as bad as what i've gone through the last few years so i feel like i'll be You've definitely good. overcome that i would say be like gracefully yeah, and coming to a place that I'm truly actually content with myself and by myself. And um, that's like a big thing because for a long time, like even though I was telling myself I was okay and that I was like okay alone, I really actually wasn't. And deep down I felt like I needed to be with somebody. But I've gotten to a place now that it almost scares me to be with somebody because I'm, I'm 100% content being alone and um I don't know it's is this after your divorce or after Evie um after my divorce I mean that's a whole nother like ball game and story but when we first um separated and started the divorce process I felt like I needed, I I wanted somebody there just to um, not feel so lonely because it was just Mm -hmm. a very lonely, sad process. And uh, so I, you know, dated somebody else for a little bit and that was just so like unhealthy for me because I wasn't ready to be with anybody else. And um, so since we, we broke up, I've been by myself and I, I don't want to say I've gotten here by myself because a ton of I have the greatest support system I have the best family and friends that have um, had my back and encouraged me through this whole process and I also again had the financial help so I don't want to say I did it by myself but I I definitely <laughs> did a lot if that makes any sense no you totally um, I had did to make a lot I, I had to make a lot of choices and sacrifices and um, you know and things to get here including you know leaving my daughter for five days at a time to come to school here Um, that's not easy at all for me and but I know in the long run it's gonna benefit us both so oh definitely and the good news is for those who don't know Sydney she also has a a young daughter same age as my daughter she'll be three in Kenny's birthday is February so she's yeah Evie just turned three on Thanksgiving. Okay, so no, yeah, she's November. Wow, mm-hmm. she's, I didn't realize she's right by your birthday. Yeah, five days. That's nice. Mm-hmm. So it's birth of one stone. 
How long did it take you to realize that, to get to the point where you were okay being alone after your divorce? Because I think I definitely struggle with that in friendships, in my relationship. I mean, actually my divorce was only just finalized November 18th, so it's only I mean, I guess after the split. Yeah, after the split. Um, Probably, I mean, like mid-2001, like summer this past year, 2001. So how many months is that after 2021. Oh gosh, well, I mean, originally we separated when she was like six months old, got went to counseling, tried getting back together and all that jazz. Um, but probably, gosh, it took me, I would say over a year. Yeah, I think that's normal. And I don't think enough people talk about that. There's so much divorce right now. It's so common, unfortunately. Yeah. But that, what you're talking about, is so important because I, after any bad relationship, it doesn't have to be even a marriage breakup. Any breakup, I feel like there's this period where you're just re- relentlessly irresponsible and reckless. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that's just because you're so terrified of being alone. So to know yeah. that it takes, takes you about a year to a year and a half, two years. Like it's that, that time period's okay. Oh, like yeah, for sure. It, could, it really honestly could even take longer. I had a lot of, I had a lot of like closure before I even left, if that makes any sense. Like by the time I left, it's kind of, yeah. And, it's, and that's when I actually like started to heal. So it wasn't like extremely fresh. But I, I would say, I think I healed pretty fast. Like, I think it would take a lot longer. I do too. Usually. And I think um, that you had such an amazing helps. support system. Oh yeah. I, like I said before, best family and friends. I literally couldn't ask for anything else. Um, you know, if I was having a, a tough day or whatever, I had five people I could go do something with or people inviting me over to come spend the night or have dinner with them or whatever and um, that's a huge help um, I know a couple of people going through divorce or separation right now that don't have the support system that I do or did and I don't I don't know how they're doing it because when I wasn't strong I needed somebody to be strong and thankfully I have that with a lot of people in my life including you but Thanks. Yeah, they, I, I've seen people go batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. that's why I think that yours was so graceful, so much more graceful than it should have been. But it also helps that you, going through counseling, you can leave with the, with the, not the satisfaction, but the peace of knowing I tried, you know, mm-hmm. like you tried. Yeah. Is that and what you wrote about in your paper? Uh, I really just talked about being a single mom and um, um, I worked like at one point I was working three jobs just to like get by and um, I just basically talked about how I did I I never like gave up on that I would go you know to from one job to the next and not sleep for days except for like little naps here and there and juggle my daughter in between and um, just it was only a one-page paper, so it was. It, I didn't have to go into much detail. I just basically said how, what my year was like, and yeah. So speak to that a little bit. 
what would you say to a single mom coming out of a divorce, maybe not going to the fire academy, but just coming out of, of a divorce and financially trying to get on their feet, establish a routine and create a sense of stability for their young child? How did, how did you deal with your mental health at that point? Um, honestly, that was probably my biggest burden and my biggest um, stressor was uh, money. And I think that's a, a lot of people, but I didn't, um, well, first of all, I left with basically nothing. Um, so I was living like paycheck to paycheck and um, I was like, okay, well, this is not like sustainable. So I got another job and then I also got another like on call type gig because I still was like, barely getting by and I wasn't able to put craziest job ever by the way I want to hear about that after <laughs> still don't know how you did that uh, um but then so, so I was working all the time but then it was really affecting my mental health because I felt like I wasn't being a good mom and Evie is at the end of the day my number one priority and being present in her life is something that is it's the most important thing to me so that's another reason I kind of changed up careers a little bit is because my schedule of firefighters were 24 on 48 off so I'm going to be able to be extremely present in her life and you know I'll work the days that her dad has her and if I need to pick up some overtime here and there then I can do that as well um so yeah um I don't really remember the original question, but uh, how, financial- what advice would you give to a single mom trying at, fresh out of a divorce, oh. trying to establish stability financially? First of all, um, if you have support, lean on them um, and don't be, I, there's so many days that I was like embarrassed or, I mean, some days I, I still am, but it's, um, it's just a small part of your life and people a lot of a lot of times people want to help they want to help you get back on your feet and if they see that you're trying then they're going to help and um I've always been I feel like a very good friend if my friends need me I, I think anybody would say I would drop anything and be there for whoever so for me um people people wanted to help and I had to swallow my pride and ask for it when I needed it um, I also would, um, I mean, not suggest, but you just got to do what you got to do. Again, it's a small season of your life. If you have to work two jobs or you have to, you know, work a job that you don't necessarily like for a little while to put some money away, then you just got to, you got to grind and do it. And that's what basically I've been doing for the last couple years. And, yeah, um, I would say longer than that. It feels like it's yeah. been longer than that. Well, it's been at least, it's been a little over, it's been like two and a half years. Yeah. And your schedules were crazy. Oh yeah. Well, it's, it's another thing that's preparing for this field because you could easily work 24 hour shift and get calls the whole time. Well, not even that you're, you're so used to just gross shit that, oh, or just like yeah. depressing shit. Like I, you just know how to like turn off your emotions <laughs> and turn them on. Like I, like, yeah. I don't think a lot of, like, you know how when cops first start or, you know, some of those positions that are exposed to, like, bodily anything, 
a lot of people it takes time yeah it takes time to get used to that but you've already yeah you could see a cadaver you'll be fine yeah i think i haven't seen yet that i think will probably bother me is like a a car accident with like a, a child involved and it's only because i have one now and i know how much i love her and how much you know like just how precious they are but before oh, yeah. it, I, I probably wouldn't have been too too bothered by it <laughs> that's about the only thing that could really like wreck my world at this point um i've pretty much i don't want to say i've seen it all but i've seen a lot um, yeah one of her jobs was peeling skin off of dead bodies okay she did not describe that accurately i described I worked, it accurately i worked at a tissue bank and we would harvest the skin bones tendons and whatever else the um donors were giving so yes if they were giving their skin we cut the skin off if they were giving their bones and tendons i would cut them out so but yes blood and guts and gore does not bother me in the least poop pee i don't like mouths i don't like spit that's about it though I do that. There's everyone's got a mouth, so you're pretty much guaranteed to come in contact with mouths. I know I'm going to be like intubating people eventually and they're going to be like Oh. Oh. But so how has well, past it. these yeah, how has the have these experiences shaped your psych clearly you're a completely different person than you were when you were in high school or even college? how has mm-hmm. these experiences last few years shaped your behaviors and how has this change in your psychology your character made you better as a person as a mom in your career okay. well what aspect are we talking about like my my divorce my career change my the jobs All i've them. had would oh. pick and choose from whatever fuck up you want uh i mean as a whole i feel like i'm a much more um humble person. I used to think I kind of had all the answers. I wouldn't say it out loud, but like in my head I'm like, "Oh, this lady's not doing this right or like what the heck is she doing or whatever." And I have just come to realize that life's hard and everybody does things differently and just because it's not my way doesn't mean it's not the right way. And oh, my way's been hard. Yes. Oh. You do you boo boo. Actually, I don't care. <laughs> um uh so I guess I guess humility and also I've always I've always had a pretty strong work ethic. Uh you know, my parents you raised have. me to work hard and you know when I say I'm going to do something, you do it and you show up on time for your job or you show up early actually. Uh you know, call out sick, not just sick, you know. They they instilled all those things in me. but now um it's i feel like i'm i need it i think it's stronger work ethic if that was possible like i i'm definitely somebody that you want on your team and you want to work for you cuz i'm going to give it 110% i'm going to show up every day and i leave my crap at home like i don't come to work with whatever whatever's going on um the whole time i was like working in the hospital i mean i would talk to my friends a little bit and coworkers a little bit about it but they had no idea the extent of what was going on like mentally with me because I didn't bring it to work I come and do my job and go so yeah work ethic, humility and 
on my top two. Yeah, I definitely think that throughout my life, the biggest way that I've changed is humility. And I think that's probably the most common because life just has a way, God, whatever you want to call it, I, I think it's God, just has a way of putting you on your ass. Like, I feel like every time I've judged someone for something in my life, that same scenario has happened to me at some point later in the future. And I've had to make either a similar decision or thought back on that that I was like an asshole. I definitely think the second thought you have is way more important than your first thought. We all are naturally primarily judgmental, but I think the second thought you have after that judgment is so much more important. Yeah, I agree. And that's um, that's something else I kind of wanted to touch on at some point in this. When you just brought up God. Um, my relationship with Him has grown tremendously in the last year because. I mean, I've always, I was, you know, I was born and raised in church. Um, I used to go to private school. I was always at a youth group. But I feel like I really never made uh, my relationship with him my own until this past year because I just hit absolute rock bottom. And, um, I mean, there's been times in my life, like highs and lows, like you go through them. But um, I know that, like, I, I prayed about this for, since the day I decided I wanted to go into Academy. I started praying about it, and he's just continued to open doors for me and made it clear that this is where I'm supposed to be. So, um, some I know some people don't believe in God, and you know you have your own beliefs. But for me, um, I know that this is His plan for me, and He's made that very, very clear this entire time. Yeah, I would say that my relationship with God has been pivotal into me constantly growing into a better person every year. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, one thing I could be so much better on is reading. I really struggle with reading the Bible. It's, I don't look forward to it. I, the mm-hmm. one thing that has helped is I got a message Bible so that like when I don't understand a passage, because I'm I'm pretty smart guys, but when I, when I read, have to read Very something smart. 10 times to even kind of understand like that's what I don't like about the Bible I have to read yeah. something 10 times and I still don't <laughs> understand what they're saying the Bible has helped a lot yeah if you're reading it 10 times I'm reading it 100 and I'm still like what the heck is it happening? drives me insane but, but that's, that's another thing I started um a Bible study and it's literally us going through the Bible it's, it's actually a two-year study and we take it and break it down and it's an older woman that um, that leads it, and she breaks it down. And I've been able to understand a lot more since I've actually been putting in the effort. And she actually sends out the zooms. So even though You're I can't supposed go on to be Tuesdays, sending me those, I know I suck. Um, we'll have to we'll have to we'll have to start that up. But I did miss the last few weeks, like before the holidays and stuff. It got a little crazy. But she sends out the Zoom links every Tuesday. So even though I'm not home and able to go to them, still I can uh, when I get out of school, I'll probably come in Tuesday nights and and listen in. Yeah, I and that's, that's so important. A huge thing for me. If I uh, I, I have to <laughs> I have to stay rooted, or I get a little cuckoo. Yeah, same here. (laughs) I think, and just surrounding yourself with a community of people who are also on the same page, not even just in Mm -hmm. Christian, not just Christians, but I would say the same page 
just like Christianity. Yeah, like-minded, yeah. like not not judgmental, not perfect in their faith. There's nothing that I can't stand more than a Christian that every single thing I have to say about how I'm trying to grow or where I'm struggling, they throw a Bible verse that they've memorized at me. I'm just like, that is not helping. Oh, I've had a that is not relatable. Like, mm-hmm. Stop it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I just reading community and just talking. So how I grew in my faith, one child childbirth is what brought me there. But just throughout the day, I probably pray like 50 times a day. And most of that is because my goal for this year is when someone is going through something and I say, I'm going to pray for them. I pray right then, either with Mm -hmm. them or I send them a text or send them a voice message. Because I think so many times we say, oh, I'm going to pray for you. You're in my prayers. And we totally forget Mm -hmm. doing that. And then going back to what you said earlier, sorry to rewind so much, but you said that asking for help and not feeling embarrassed as someone who on the outside of that situation us as people who can provide help whether it's financial uh, just moral uh, shoulder to cry on we need to stop asking people like what can we do for you how can we help just help just send money to their cash app just be like hey um, I'm bringing dinner to you on Wednesday please have someone at the house like just do it don't ask because then that creates the a situation to be embarrassed about, right? You have to overcome the hurdle of, oh God, I don't want, I need it, but I don't want to say it. Just fucking do it. Yeah, I can't up. tell you the amount of times that I've had friends or family do stuff like that. Um, you were one of them at the beginning of my separation. Um, and then like, there's a time that I went over to my friend Taylor and Robert's house. I went on a walk with Taylor and I came back and her husband, Robert, had taken my car and got it. He, I, I think he filled it up with gas and he cleaned it because it was just filthy. Oh, and I just so was nice. running with my choke out. And I literally had, I like cried. And it, it was like, not a big deal to him, but it meant like everything to me. And, um, you know, I've had people just send me, send me stuff um, or, you know, pay for my dinners or one time, uh, my friend Karina just took me grocery shopping because she knew I was like tight and she just paid the whole thing. There's been so many times in my life that people have like stepped up and done things like that. And it's just literally brought me to tears every time. And I can almost cry now thinking about it because I'm really like super blessed to have all you the people are. in my life that I have. But you, to what you said, um, it does make a huge difference. Yeah. So if you're in a position to help, in any way i would just i would challenge anyone watching this challenge you sydney just show up without asking i think that you don't even have to be friends with the person like just you can send meals on uber eats yeah and and another thing is like for me i'm not like financially very well off so for me i usually it's i don't show up financially but um you know go watch somebody's baby so they can go out and have a date or a date with their husband or just a date or go get their nails done. There's a lot of things that you can do that don't necessarily require a lot of money. Um, I'm more of like a, I sacrifice my time for people. Um, you know, like sometimes I will have, you know, a lot going on, but uh, like for artists's birthday, for example, um, 
I kind of had like a lot going on, but I was like, you know what? I haven't seen Kendall in a long time. It's his first birthday. Like I got to make this happen. She's been my friend for a long time and it, it would mean a lot for me to be there. So I make it happen. So there's a lot of things that so people important. can do that aren't, that aren't financial. So if you, I don't know, because I mean, I haven't been able to do anything <laughs> like financial no, but like, probably in years. No, but like for someone like, me who is not in financial need i don't want your money i just mm-hmm. i want your time i want to i want a text message from people that lets mm-hmm. me know like you you're thinking about me and i haven't texted you and if you like i just want to know that i am crossing people's mind like i just want acknowledgement yeah. and even a text message i mean i would i the people that i have in my circle that are really in my circle i don't have many that are in my inner circle i am so thankful for time people that just show up so Mm -hmm. important so i think that what i would take from this conversation is just not you because you have so much shit going on right now and you just go to bed at this point but i would challenge people to show up for someone who you know is going through divorce you know is having a career change be considerate and thoughtful even if it's not in your nature for me like i i am constantly thinking about how other people feel but i don't think that comes as naturally to other people so i would just challenge you yeah. to be kind this week um thank you thank you for coming sydney i know we we this we put thank this you. off a little sorry bit sorry we've rescheduled multiple times but hey i think it's i think it's really real now that we're in here at my college dorm room at 29 years old it is hysterical <laughs> that how much that is ador- do you have a roommate and no i'm the only girl in the on on campus period there's no girls in the emt class wait what class. that's it. how many of there are you um, we started with 60 and we dropped, I think around like 20 on our first PT test. So I think we're down to like 40. I'll find out when I get to class tomorrow. Um, and then, mm-hmm, and then the EMT class is here that, so the class had just finished fire. Now they're doing EMT and, uh, they had a girl, but she failed out. So I'm literally the only female on campus. That is <laughs> there's so two, cool. there's two that work the front desk. So if I... <laughs> get hard on no shame in I that guess I can go talk to them yeah but I'm no, so proud really, of you I want you to know and I want you to be proud you. of yourself you've thank come you. so I am. far so I'll be far proud as someone who was 10th. in her I've only been in one wedding and it was Sydney's and hopefully there'll be another one in the future <laughs> yeah I don't know I don't know if I'm gonna do the whole wedding thing if I get married again we're probably just gonna I'll definitely have a bachelorette because that no was no shame in that the game thing ever um, I didn't do it but yeah <laughs> I mean for sure you you would if I had did it again you would still be there yeah well I'm glad it's on video because you have to at this point we're too far in this but thank you for coming on Sydney I love thank you thank you for having me love you too this is another episode of Failure Friday where we talk about failure in our lives and how it shaped us as people, made us better people, better business owners, better mothers, better fathers, better Christians, and how we can utilize that to motivate people in the same situation or people who are thinking about it. And if you're interested, we are booked out for the next three months, but I would love to have you on if you think you could positively contribute to this. And I hope everybody has a great night and a good week and is safe and healthy and blessed. So good night, everyone. See you later. Night. All right. Love you, Sid.